Welcome, 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 fellas. Welcome to another week of the Somebody Said Podcast, the number one podcast for everything sports. Yes. Episode 101, fellas. How you feeling this week? I feel thug motivated. Uh, 101? Or are you uh, more definitely. like a 104? Nah, definitely just 101. Okay. So are we going to try to find something every week for the hundreds or just maybe shock it up? Actually, I'm, I might. 101 Dalmatians. There you go. Doug Motivation 101. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, the Somebody Said podcast is brought to you by uh, the Red Lady Rum Punch, the official beverage of the Somebody Said podcast. It's true. Also, window to wall solutions. <laughs> to the window. To the wall. To the, wall. To the sweat drop down my... <laughs> That's the first time I've ever done it. It's actually a little liberating. That's actually surprising, is it? <laughs> yes, window to wall solution where they build a dream home for a reality price. Ooh, so like it. Check them out. Oh, is that actually the, the slogan? Nope, but I like it. Oh, wow. It's on the Instagram. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't run the Instagram. What okay. is happening right now? Well, follow the Instagram. Uh, if you need a house built, reach out to them. We do rentals too. There you Your go. Renos too. You well, got an article coming. I dropped it. You dropped it. Yeah. Would you care to expand? Yeah, I dropped the article. SSPSports.com. Your official sports for everything sports. Your official sports for everything sports. <laughs> Your official site for everything sports. In in remembrance of this season, which I thought was one of the key storylines, was the fact that Michigan and Georgia went back to back. In winning their conferences, they went back to back and going to the playoffs, and they did it in traditional fashion. So, whatever, whatever you, whatever you think of when you think traditional football, think of what Georgia and Michigan football were this year, and check out the article. And feel free to like if you think it's stupid. Say it's stupid. Leave a comment. Sheesh. Let me know. So I was actually writing an article as well. But I, I stopped because I felt like it was a rebuttal to that article. Then do it. It's Oh, it's in the works. I'm at, I'm on like the third paragraph. Nice. It's called The Great Equalizer. Nice. And it's in reference to the transfer portal. So Oh, nice. Is I didn't want you to think it was a rebuttal to what you wrote. Oh, why not? But I'm going to write it anyways. Let, I, rebut. <laughs> Get your rebut on. Is there a, is, is that like a Denzel reference in there at all or? No, I just think the the transfer the transfer portal has created like a an equalizer to high school recruiting. It helps a lot of teams to kind of get up to the level of some of these big dogs in recruiting. So I just named it the Great Equalizer. So mm. whenever I drop it, I'll let y'all know. Please do. Um, but yeah, it's not a rebuttal to yours because I know we no, like to, we like to it go back. It sounds like and it forth. is, and I'm okay with that because you hate the transfer portal. Well, you no, don't you don't whoa, hate it. You don't whoa, hate it. You, you just don't. You just think. You can't build a team through the transfer portal. And I, I'm going to explain how you can okay. in the article. Okay. So before we move on, uh, follow us on Instagram at Somebody Said Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Somebody Said Pod. We got a YouTube now. So follow us on that at Somebody Said Sports. Yeah. Ooh, is that the timer? Somebody have a timer? No, nah, that's my uh, text message. Bad hosting. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was part of the show. I thought it was kind of right? cool. All right, and before we get into it, shout out to Jared, man. He won the fantasy league. Uh, I think he beat Dylan. Yeah, he did. 
he asked me what uh where's his money at? I told him we don't we don't have a prize, so we got we gotta do something. Where's my money, Brian? Where's where's the money, man? Don't make a fool of me, man. No, yeah, we, so yeah, moving we forward, moving forward, we gotta something. do something next year. A trophy like or something. We should do something for whoever comes in last. <coughs> oh, sheesh. Who was that? I don't know. But that would be great. You come in last, you gotta do something. Or maybe even maybe the between the three of us, you, you come in last, there's like a no, we should do what you said. Send him to the Waffle House and have him sit there all day and eat everything on the menu. It's got to be something. <laughs> I'm I'm down for it. Yeah, let's do something. That you got to go to Waffle House. You have to eat 24 items in 24 hours. That's disgusting. I'm with that. Whatever it is, but you can't repeat items. So, like, if you can't eat, like, the fruit cup <laughs> 24 times, it doesn't count. You got to eat, like, a waffle. You got to eat or order hash browns or order eggs or order grits, like, 24 items Yeah we gotta come up with something We might like kill very, somebody Yeah We gotta come up with something Very childish Like remember back in like Elementary you used to dare your, your friends to do like The suicide drink Get like a little bit Of everything And just chug it down Oh I used to get that On my own That's just Was that a dare It was disgusting <laughs> What No it wasn't You get fruit punch Coke Diet Coke Mountain Dew I don't Water see the problem Yeah I would skip the diets But everything else No yeah. you gotta get everything yeah, I would skip the diet, but other than that, that's, suicide is good. No, it's not. Oh, that's, we used to be crashing. There's, yeah, there's nah. nothing good yeah. about that. No, nah, I'm, I'm with that. Nah, that's not. I do that for free. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can have it. All right, you teased that college football, so let's get into it. We got a new guy on the mixer. Oh, Bear with new us. New mixer, man. It's all right. It's okay. You'll settle in. Oh, that's disappointing. I had it all set up and everything. That's all right. You'll settle in. We got Pumpy Johnson on the mix. Right. You'll settle in. Go back to the old stuff. Yeah, Bulldogs. Not so fast, Midget. Not so fast. I guess it's actually more fitting. Consider. Um, uh, Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yes. So let's let's actually get into Child's mailbag first, and then we'll roll into. Reviewing the game. Whatever you say, Mr. Hostman. So, I like being in charge. Huh? I like being in charge. I like it too. All right. Mailback <laughs> question. Num- point. <laughs> <laughs> mailback question numero uno. What does a program not in the SEC need to do to win a championship? Because between the talent, the coaching, the resources, and the recruiting, I don't see it right now. So, there's a question and a statement from Cha. Uh, join the SEC. <laughs> Really? No. Um, I'm about to say, there's no way you actually. No, I, I I think that there's teams that are there. I mean, clearly you see Ohio State has talent. They're maybe an injury away from being in the national championship. I think you mentioned that. Um, you know, Michigan, they actually fought really hard to make that game competitive. Um, you know, they, they went outside of their element in that game. They're not a, a, a pass-happy team. They like to ground and pound, but yet and still they were able to put up a lot of points and go through the air. Um, I think a lot of those big team, te- big ten teams are close, and I think there's some ACC teams that are also close. Um, I don't think that the SEC is just this powerhouse that just can't be beaten. I don't think they're just too big to fail. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. It's literally literally three teams in the SEC, and um, you had Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State is up there. So I don't think it's an SEC thing. I just think. Um, from the administration, you have to make the right moves as far as coaching. Look at look at uh, Colorado; they made a splash hire in Dion. They're going to make some noise eventually. So I think it's making the right moves. 
and getting some more money, reaching into these boosters and starting to get up on the NIL game. You you look at Florida State, um, battle battles in. That's our new NIL. It's it's starting to gain a lot of traction and starting to make a lot of noise, especially in the uh, transfer portal. So. I don't think it's an SEC thing. Georgia is just – they've recruited on an elite level, and they're starting to get the fruits of their labors right now. But other teams like the teams in the Big Ten can make noise. Miami could make noise. They got the money, and they're in probably the most fertile ground for <laughs> recruits. So it's definitely not a SEC thing to me. Yeah, I think it's exactly what he said. He mentioned the the coaching and the resources, Right. To me, it begins with the resources. If you have the right resources, the right money aligned to your football program, facilities, and for recruiting, you can go get the right coaches. You can spend money to go get a big-time coach. So I don't think it's this only the SEC can do it. I think the SEC probably was a little bit ahead of the game right. in terms of really dumping big money into their recruiting or I mean, into their you know their football programs with the facilities and spending on coaches. But I don't think they have some secret sauce right. that everybody doesn't have. I mean, we were, what, a field goal away from potentially having a non-SEC team in the championship this year, right? Three of the four teams this year weren't SEC teams. It just so happens the best team in it was Georgia, and they're in the SEC. But, yeah, I don't think the SEC has this stranglehold on it, honestly, and to your point, I think it's Alabama and Georgia. You remove Alabama and Georgia out of the equation, you know, they, if they just happen to be in another conference – it's a completely different ball game, which I got an article still coming on that. How do you really judge a conference? Is it the best teams, the middle, or the, the bottom? I thought that was the one you were going to drop first. Well, I was going to, but the reason I dropped the other one first is because Georgia just won a national championship, and I wanted to drop it while it was hot. Right. Not like it was hot. Well, speaking of Georgia, uh, they had a game on Monday. Oh, he had one more. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Which this is the one I think quick you draw. Go or, uh, <laughs> quick draw McGraw. Um, question number two, Charles Mailback, early look preseason polls start next year to start next year, FSU at four. He says, is he missing something? Uh, clearly, clearly he missed the 2022 football season. Is he being sarcastic? I'm just giving you the question as it was given to me. I, th- I think there's some sarcasm in there with a yeah. little bit of legitimacy because it's, it's still the Florida fan asking these questions. Right. Uh, there's 16 starters coming back. Um, Jordan Travis, I hate this move that he did. He he went out and made a website, J. Trav for Heisman. He that, made that. I don't know if he, he made that or so. or the nil collective kind of pushed it on him. But there's a J. Trav for Heisman uh, website, which I hate. That's trash. But he's a Heisman candidate. 16 starters are coming back. Wait, hold on, pause. Why do you hate it? Because you don't have to. We all know you're a Heisman candidate. You don't have to go make a website, and then you're setting yourself up for if it doesn't happen, you're going to get trolled the whole season. So if you're good, you don't have to say, hey, I'm good. It's Florida State. They're going to come find you. So uh, that's trash. But he's a Heisman candidate. We got 16 starters coming back. Mike Norvell's got this thing rolling. Uh, We had a top 20 offense, top 20 defense, and the offense got better. Um, we just went and got Patrick Sertain as our defensive back coach. We had troubles in in the defensive back. Jared Verse is coming back, who who was going to be a, a first round draft pick, decided to c- 
come back to school. That was a shocker, right? Mm-hmm. Not just outside of Florida State fandom. Like, you guys were also surprised by that. Yeah. Okay. Take the money. You never know what will happen coming back to school. You take the money. It's roll of the dice. But yeah. So good pl- for y'all. Yeah, player <laughs> reti- yeah, player retention is is really good right now for us. A lot of players came back. Um a lot of players coming in. Question. And coming in. Question. I think and I think this is where he may have been going, removing the bias. Is four too high? Like yes. top ten makes sense. And I think maybe that's what he's getting at. Is four too high. Last time we were we were top. Th- we were three when we lost to Bama. We had it that went injury. downhill. You, yeah. Yeah. Their starting quarterback got hurt yeah. in the opening game. So I don't think we were a top three team though. Still, even with him. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You've never been a big Frenchy guy, were you? I, I like Frenchy. Yeah. yeah. The, the reason why I'm not going to say it's too high. One, this is what a couple days after the national championship. It's the way extremely way too early projection, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a projection. Okay. Right. So. The reason why I'm not too mad at it, if you look at the teams that are behind us, I think the, you know, an LSU team, which we beat, a Clemson team, which is, quote unquote, on the decline that we were competitive against, a Penn State team, a lot of teams that aren't bringing back what we're bringing back, plus a Heisman candidate. I I think I think when you look at it and you see what's going to be on that roster and look at who's in the top 10, what do you know is for sure? I think I think Florida State is bringing back a lot of for sure talent. They're not losing something like, oh man, we really missed that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Trayshawn Ward is, to me is the biggest thing that's leaving. And there's three other backs behind. Yeah, him. and and Trey Benson was our best running back. So like, okay, it's nice, but we have a lot of stuff that's still there. Plus, yeah. you have the most important position that's a Heisman candidate. That's a quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that four is too high. I think people think it's too high just based off maybe the the, the record. In the his the the history the, these past four years, yeah. it's like, how did they make that jump so fast? Transfer portal, but <laughs> you you mentioned the quarterback. This is my last thing. You mentioned the quarterback. That's that's the most important position in in college. And if you look at maybe the top five, only Caleb Williams is coming back. Every other team has to break in a new quarterback. Georgia has to break in a new quarterback. Alabama has to break in a new quarterback. Uh. Ohio State has to break in a new quarterback. So you've got a veteran guy that's been there for, what, five years now? So it starts with the quarterback. And we believe in Travis. So I do think it's it's way too high, though. I agree. I think it top 10, absolutely. I think that's unquestioned mm-hmm. for all the reasons you guys just said. I think four is just a tad bit ambitious. Um, from those who did it. It's not like Florida State did it. Not mm. like y'all call them, hey, put us number four. <laughs> so it's not that y'all are being ambitious. I think it may be a little ambitious for the program. Um, and, and simply from a a, a traditional standpoint, obviously games got to get played. So at right. the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what anybody puts anybody now. Um, what's going to happen? What, what will be the standings in November is all that really matters anyway. But if I'm looking at coming off of last season, um, you know, Ohio State breaking in a new quarterback, but we've seen Ohio State breaking a new quarterback, and they didn't fall off. Right. Uh, Alabama, we've seen Alabama breaking new quarterbacks. They still don't fall off. Georgia, most of their quarterbacks are running the mill, and they don't fall off. Um, USC is bringing back a Caleb Williams. Oregon, who in 2022, I would say, had a probably a better season, they bring back their quarterback, and then they add a lot in terms of recruiting. So I think you could make an argument why some other teams may 
should potentially could be ahead of Florida State. Uh, I think top ten is for sure. I think four is a, just a little ambitious. Like I said, it's still it's, it's way too early projections. Yeah, I mean Florida State might come in at eight at the you know start of the season. Who oh knows? no, I don't think so. No, no, because I think they really want to push that opening LSU matchup potentially as like a top seven. I can see that. Maybe even a top five matchup. I mean, either LSU way, it's still, it'll back. still be a top ten. Man, I went on StubHub looking for them tickets. Man, them nosebleeds are five hundred dollars. Easy. Sheesh. Both teams are projected to be top ten. Once again, I get it, but good grief, yeah. man! Good grief, I miss them lean days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get the student discount. I don't know. I don't know. Twenty years later, I think the FSU card don't swipe no more. Sheesh! <laughs> so the Georgia Bulldogs played a game Monday night. They did. Is that what we calling it? Is it was it a it game? Was a, it was a thrashing. It was a game. They had a scrimmage. It was a beating. They had a scrimmage. Sixty-five to seven. Uh, they beat TCU, um, the first team to win back-to-back national championships since the 2011 and 2012 Alabama Crimson Tide, since uh, and the first team in the playoff era to go back-to-back. Um, they lost nine guys last year <laughs> to the draft, and that's just to the draft. Yeah, they lost like another like ten to the portal, didn't they? Like nine or something like that. I think At went least. in the portal. Yeah, yeah. And to come out and set a record for most points in the championship, what does this say about this team? Kirby knows or the program, the, the program in general. Kirby knows what he's doing. I, I, I think that, I think that when we talk about Child's question, and you talk about the pieces that they've put around and what they've built, right? There's a lot of things in there to keep Georgia sustainable. Um, I think a, a while ago, Breeze, you brought up a um, you brought up a good point about when Kirby was going to take that job. He pretty much slid them a, a piece of paper and said, "I need this." Yeah. And now that's really become the blueprint of what a college team is going to do. Yeah. Right. They want to look at the Kirby Smart method. I'm not going unless you give me this, 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 and this. Now everybody's not Kirby Smart. Everybody's not George. Everybody doesn't have the the ability to make those things happen. Now at the end of the day, the players still have to go out there and play. Um, but what Georgia is doing is really rewriting a blueprint of how to be successful and make it sustainable. Remember, that was always my biggest question. Can Georgia do it again? Right. Right. Yeah. Because Alabama has been the standard for so long. And now you have somebody coming on here and actually knocking on their door and they actually just kicked in that door. Yeah. As I was, they kicked it in. And <laughs> the thing I think it says is that college football is cyclical. Right. There was a time where Alabama wasn't the standard. But then if you go back a little bit further, Alabama was a standard. There was a time when Georgia was the standard. And it says that you can replicate certain things, right? So when Kirby, to your point, Pump, when he left Alabama, he had never been a head coach in college ball. But he had a a formula that he was able to put together while sitting under Nick Saban saying, these are the things that I would need to do if I was going to be able to beat this guy. Right, and how better to find out how to beat a guy than literally watching his every move for several years? Yeah. Um, and it shows that if a if a team of a school is willing to commit the resources and do their real due diligence, I think some teams want to take the shortcut. Mm-hmm. Right, they want to do it the easy way. They don't want to have to really invest the money. They don't want to really have to fork over that stuff over. It's an investment, yeah, and it's a bit of a gamble. And but you have but if you really want to win in college ball, you got to be willing to do it and keep doing it. So if Georgia, you know, he goes to Georgia and he's like, "Hey, I need this recruiting budget, this recruiting budget 
And they're like, we'll do it one time and we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Well, if you do it one time, you don't have the talent that he needs to roll three defensive line and there's no drop off, Mm -hmm. right? Like Georgia played six D tackles and you couldn't tell when they swapped out. You couldn't tell when Jalen Carter was off and Bear Alexander was on. Right. You can't tell because they've given him what he needs from a resources standpoint, from a staff standpoint, to be able to have a team that's so deep, he can go three three guys deep at positions, and you don't even realize they swapped out. Yeah. So that's the thing. They, they didn't try to take any shortcuts. They did it the right way. They spent the money that they didn't spend under Mark Rick, right? Because we, we thought about Mark Rick, and the thing has always been, oh, well, he could get close, but he couldn't get over the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. But also look at the money they were spending. When Mark was there versus when Kirby showed up. Right. Different levels of money. And now I don't think Kirby's some head and shoulders better coach than Mark Rick. Yeah. I think Mark Rick was a great coach. Right. But he didn't have the same resources Kirby's got. So now Kirby can can take it further than Mark was able to take it. Let me look, go ahead. I, w- I want to come back to something you said, though, a little bit later. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, you want to wait? You want to wait? Till yeah, because it's kind of going off. Stay on the same lane, okay. but kind of going off a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I definitely think they did it the right way. When you have Marvin Jones Jr. running down on punt returns and FSU fans is on Twitter talking about, can he get in the transfer portal so we could plug him and play? That's a different level of ball game. So Kirby definitely has it going. And um, the interview after the game with Nolan Smith where they were like, he, he said, um, they thought we were going to go 7-5. and five. Kirby is a master manipulator. He, the fact that he gets his players to believe that the world is against them is is just amazing coaching. No one thought you were going to go 75. And the fact that Kirby gets this team up, they they had an undefeated se- season last year and did it again this year. It's not easy to do because you're the hunted at this point. Mm-hmm. And to get that team up, even though I, I have gripes about them not playing during the season, not – Blowing teams out, not beating Kent State how they should. He gets them up and they win games. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to point out Stetson Bennett. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, I'm sorry, Stetson. I'm, I'm part of <laughs> Mr. Mailman himself. Mr. Mailman himself. I'm part of the one, ones that don't believe in him because of his stature and he's not a household name. But he showed up big time this season because we didn't see the Georgia running offense we're used to seeing. He aired that thing out this year, and he he went to New York for a reason. Um, he had he he accounted for six touchdowns, uh, four in the air, two on the ground. That's a, he 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 did his thing, man. So hats off to him. That's the that's the crazy thing about Stetson Bennett. Like I actually pulled up his uh, his stats and compared it to Jordan Travis. And it's like they pretty much had the exact same season, but yet Stetson went to to New York. And I said that the only reason that Stetson Bennett went to New York is because he's on an undefeated Georgia team. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. But, and again, every time I'm, I'm, I'm not rooting for him to fail, I'm expecting him to fail because it seems like, all right, on, on a regular, yeah, you're mid until it's a championship game and he turns into Tom Brady. And that's what he's done. Every single big game yeah. where it's mattered, Stetson Bennett has transformed into – Whoever he wanted to be that day. Would he want to be Vince Young this day? All right, I'll channel my Vince Young. I'm going to be Matt Leinart today. I'll be Matt Leinart. He just transforms into a, a Heisman-level quarterback and goes out there and does stuff that hasn't been done before. He's Captain America. Once he went into the machine and came out, he was a different guy. Yeah, he's – and again, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Stetson. <laughs> like, send us to Stetson. I apologize. I believe in you, sir. And, and I think, I think Nick, Nick Saban has been vindicated. 
Because he sat there, and I think he had a smirk on his face that whole game. He's like, I told you so. Because yeah. Alabama should have been in that game. Oh, no, And it, I don't know if this leads into something else, but. That's think, bogus. That is absolutely bogus. TCU had no business on that TCU stage. TCU deserved to be there. They did what they needed to do to get there. And we got what we got Monday night. Which is fine. Hey, which is which is fine. By far one of the worst national championships what, ever. What are the rules to making a national championship? Win your games. Yeah. They won their games. They should be in there. Just like Cincinnati last year deserved to be there. They did what they needed to do. Yeah. So... We got the result we got, and it stunk. That's a terrible game. I deserve to have sex with my wife. That don't mean it's going to happen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good husband. Which That's a complete, I'm not. I'm not touching that. That, that game, Balls. honestly, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. If, if you watch it, yes, it was a it was a terrible game to watch, unless you wanted to take, uh, you know, thirty minutes and just honestly watch football being played at perfection. You, I actually enjoy watching. I'm probably going to rewatch it. You, you can watch the whole game. Oh yeah, you can actually watch take a lot game. of stuff away from that game because you honestly saw a team who is the best team in the country play. That's what happens when the best team in the country plays like the best team in the country, right? We saw we saw we've seen teams do this before. We saw 2019 LSU do this, right? We've seen uh, 2001 Miami do this. The, Bama, Bama did it to Notre Dame. We we saw we saw uh, 13 Florida State beat teams 80 to nothing. So when a team is clicking on all cylinders and they're the best team in the country, that's what you get. They were eating chicken wings on the, on the sideline. There's nothing that you can do. All right, that, that I didn't like. <laughs> I like that. I like seeing them dominate because like, I go out of my way to watch Georgia and Bama every week if I can because I feel like they play the game the right way. They do the little things. Every, it's only all, good football. Yeah, all you know, 11 guys on the field at any given moment are going to do what they're supposed to do. I like seeing that. My team don't do it. So I got to watch other teams and see them do it. And I enjoy watching because that's what football is supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be 11 guys moving in unison, everybody doing their job to an elite level. Right. Mm -hmm. And those teams do that. And so when you get bloodbaths like what we got, I, I watch it. I watched the all 22 version a little bit in the second half. I want to see the schemes. Like, I want to see. How are they performing so well? I really enjoy it, personally. So why'd you hate the chicken wing thing? Because uh, respect your opponent. Like even, even, if you're, even if you're blowing them out, like, show some respect. I, I, don't, I don't like that. I'm actually interested if Kirby saw it and what Kirby would say about it. I'm actually really interested to hear how he might feel well, about it. Well, you know it. what? Don't put chicken wings that close to them guys. <laughs> no, no, no. You saw Kendall Milton, like, went, like, in the corner of the end zone and, like, somebody handed him a plate of chicken yeah, wings. Yeah, but, but they yeah, have... He, or they, he placed an order. Yeah, they have <laughs> those little skybox. I mean, those little sweets there right there on the field. If I'm Kirby, I'm like, why were you even over there? Because I'm it's beating this team 52 to 7. Nah, nah, I don't like it. Pump, you had some? Yeah, yeah, real quick. You kind of you mentioned something about, <clears throat> about SEC teams, and it got me, like, kind of thinking that... It, it seems like the, the, the SEC obviously believes that, believes in their own hype, right? Mississippi State believes they're really good. Uh, Ole Miss thinks they're really good. Each and every year, these teams think they're really good. And it seems like those schools and those institutions actually do buy in and put back in to that, um, you know, to those programs on a consistent level, right? Now, maybe not as much as what Georgia does or Bama does. Maybe they don't have those kind of resources, Mm. But it seems like a lot of these teams, and I'm not going to say every SEC teams, 
but good majority of them seem to max out what they can do. And you do get a Dak Prescott led Mississippi State team that makes a decent you know amount of noise, right? Ole Miss makes some noise every now and then, right? Tennessee's doing it this year, where back when Florida State was really good or Miami was really good, oh okay, you you had a you had a program that. Or a school that didn't want to do anything down in Miami. Nothing. Right. The administration didn't care. They went off the strength of what that coach was and the talent that they got that that they brought in and people who just believed in Miami. The players believed in Miami more than the school. Yeah. We've seen Florida State be complacent and say, all right, well, you know, we don't need Jimbo. We don't, I'm not going to give you anything. This is Florida State. Kids are going to want to come here. Right. Clearly, that's not true. Right. Right. Certain things you leave USC, all right, well, kids are going to want to come here. It's, It's Los Angeles, it's California. And then USC goes on the low, right? But the Pac-12 doesn't believe in their conference like that. The ACC doesn't believe in their conference. Maybe the Big Ten is probably the closest thing to the SEC. And it seems like the program, the, the conferences itself and the teams within that seem to believe in what that conference is. I know we joke about the SEC and, they, and teams root for each other in the SEC, which is cornball. So goofy. But I'm wondering, do you think that that part actually plays a factor in why the SEC really is – as dominant as they are, as consistent and dominant as they are. Yes. I mean, I'll, I'll go first. You know, there's a saying that I think we've become callous to that in the South it's God, family, football. Mm-hmm. And if you really live that, you really believe that. Here's an example. I was having a conversation today about boosters and paying recruits and you know, uh, having a conversation uh, with my little bro, Kim, he was like, you know, they're, they're giving some random kids six figures. Like, that doesn't make good business sense. It doesn't make sense from a, from a business standpoint that if I make really good money, I'm just going to hand some money to some kid. And the thing that I was trying to reiterate to him, and I get this from Pony Excess, which is a great 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Pump, for making sure I watched it. Because you pushed oh, it great. and pushed it. And I finally watched it. I haven't watched it. Really no, please good. do it, especially if for nothing, for no other reason, to understand the mindset of these guys who spend crazy money for recruits and college football. They do it just because they really want to see their team win that much. Mm-hmm. You know, like those guys who were spending that money on that SMU team, they were like, they wanted to brag to their to their business partners. You know, their business partner was a Texas fan or an Arkansas fan back in the in the SWC. He just wanted to be able to go to his buddies at the golf club and brag that SMU beat Oklahoma. And it meant that much to him in his circle of them that they were willing to spend outrageous amounts of money, especially in that time frame, to make their football team good. It was that important to him. It doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. That's a bad investment because you probably won't get that money back. The return on investment is low unless you're gambling on that team and winning it back and gambling. But it really doesn't matter. Those people in Alabama who love Alabama football, that's all they've got. They don't have no pro football. They don't have any pro basketball. There's no hockey. All they have is Alabama Crimson Tide. Mm -hmm. Those people love that program so much, they're willing to make what we would normally think irrational decisions to see it be good. That's why their stadiums are packed every week. You know, every single week, there's Tuscaloosa shuts down on on Saturdays. Nobody's doing anything. Clemson even. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I Arkansas. I, Arkansas, like, you know, those places shut down when those teams play because God family football. Yeah, that's it. And those resources go into that team being able to hire coaches, mm-hmm. uniforms, facilities, 
and all that good stuff. And so, you know, you don't need a, a Ruiz in Miami who's one God who's willing to mm-hmm. carry a big burden of the investment or the Jose Mosses of that area because mm-hmm. everybody's important. You got mm-hmm. judges and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? All the look anybody who's worth some salt in Alabama mm-hmm. is probably giving money to Alabama. No, I, I agree. It's the it's the biggest show in town. There's nothing else in Mississippi. Let's go to Ole Miss and Throw our funnel our money into there because that's the biggest show in town. That's the only thing happening. So I think it comes down to location, and it also helps that ESPN is backing it. So that money gets funneled into there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even before ESPN though, it, it it seems like this idea of southeastern conference football goes back to the fifties and sixties. It's like they feel like, oh well, there's a tradition here. There's a legacy here. Right, like like Florida, the fact that we're talking about uh, even uniforms, how Florida wears their throwback uniforms, their 1960 Florida uniforms, they attach themselves to this legacy, right? Yeah. You don't see a lot of early Bobby Bowden footage when Florida State was ah, we're, we're coming along. You don't see Florida State footage until Dion gets there when we're good, right? The SEC has been good for a very long time. Yeah. And they embrace it. That's what they have there. Like what you were saying, like we kind of say it in jest. If I was a millionaire, I, we ain't missing no recruit. We joke about that, but we're also kind of dead serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if oh, I, yeah. If we have money to throw away, and again, a lot of they got good old boy Southern money. Correct. Right? Like they spend that money. But I also think teams like Florida State, Miami, and the Clemson are starting to catch on and take it serious. It's just not enough. Syracuse could care less about football. North Carolina could care less about football. They got basketball. Duke, you know, it goes on. They could care less. But when you get further south, Mm -hmm. where the Clemsons, the Miami, the Florida, Florida State, it's different. So I think it's location. But teams are starting to catch on. Because you, you can't compete with Texas A&M's facility. Well, what I think is starting to happen is, and I'll use Miami as an example, because you were right. Miami, when Miami was good, the administration didn't care. Uh, the the presidents of you know the Miami team didn't care. The current president doesn't really know about football like that. The reason why but Miami's investing now is because they're starting to understand that being good in football is a good investment. When your football team does well, whatever – Whatever sport your school is known for, when it does well, admissions go up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, people, you know, commuters go up, you know, so it, it draws attention. It draws money. And they're starting to realize, like, wait a minute, this is not just about sports. This is about business, right? right. Nothing mm-hmm. is bringing more money to the University of Alabama than the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. Correct. Right, in nothing, the city, nothing is bringing more money to the city of yeah. Athens, Georgia, than the Georgia football team, mm-hmm. Knoxville, Tennessee, and it just goes on and on. So, like Miami, the reason why they've able to get this president who doesn't even who's from who's from Mexico, not a big American football fan, they showed him the numbers. Mm-hmm. They showed him, hey, we make this dollar investment based on what other teams have been doing, this is what we'll make back. Now I was like, oh, but that's different. Back when Miami used to say, let's invest in this hospital, mm-hmm. which is what Donna Shalala did when she was a president. Now I was like, okay, that's cool. This is where there's some crazy money too, and let's invest in that. So I think people are also realizing, or at least Miami is, I think Clemson, you know, the teams like that who are now putting that money behind mm-hmm. it are realizing that it's a business investment and football, if it's good, you'll get your money back. All right. 
Don't get me wrong. Football is always going to be king in the SEC because that's all they have. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that will change. But the level of competition when it comes to uh, Miami, Florida State, and Clemson is going to elevate because they do have the back end to, to compete with the SEC school. I'd, I'd love to see it. Um, quick, quick question, though. Yeah, very good, good question. question. Um, before we get out of college football, uh, give me a, give me a, a quick early playoff prediction. If we're still at the four team, uh, we're going way too early on that. Yeah, way too early. Georgia. Yep. Sit. That's it. Ohio State. I don't. I don't know who's. I don't know who's quarterback in that team, but they still got. I, I, think I forget his name. He's a Marvin Harrison's coming four back. star, five Marvin star. Harrison's still going to be in there, and they. He's a sophomore. Watch the <laughs> a watch true sophomore. Watch the receivers they got coming. Oh, they got Ennis, Brandon Ennis. And Carnell Tate. Yeah. Dogs. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Give me USC. Mm. That defense going to do something? If Caleb stays healthy, don't matter. Caleb's playing defense nah, by gotta, putting up 60. Play <laughs> it, Caleb, their, their defense is Caleb putting up 60. <laughs> All right. And give me State. I like it. It's aggressive. No Bama? You hate Bama, don't I don't. You? I actually don't hate Alabama. Okay. Georgia, Bama, um, Michigan. I'm going to say Michigan again. And um, you know what? Utah. Wow. Stop it. Utah just won back-to-back Pac-12 titles. Their starting quarterback came back. I think this year they're gonna have the best tight end in college football because Brock Bowers is. Oh no, Brock has to he come comes back. back. Yeah, so they have the second best tight end in college football in Kincaid. Give me Utah. Jerry Sloan ain't walking through that door, man. Right. Give me Utah. Cam Rising in in the Pac-12. Their big out of conference game is Shanesville Gators. Yeah. yeah, Utah could run the table over there okay. and make the playoff. Okay. Give me Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and go Nose. Go nose. Hey, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk some NFL. Foosball. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladyrumpunch.com. Shake well, and please drink responsibly. You playing the foosball behind my back? The only reason I'm doing it is so, so I can go to school. School? You going to school? Ow! <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Extremely childish. Oh, man. Uh, the playoffs are here, fellas. Before we get into that, though, it was Black Monday. <laughs> and not only did coaches get fired, but throughout the season, coaches got fired. A total of six coaches got fired this year. Um, let me just read them off to you. Lovey Smith. With the Texans. Texans are idiots. Yep. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury with the Cards. Scram. (laughs) Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos. Beat it. Yeah. Frank Reich with the Colts. Matt Rule with the Panthers. Yeah. Who was smart? Who was dumb? Texans are idiots. Idiots. Okay. You cannot fire... Back-to-back coaches after one season. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? 
Why would I want to take that job? First of all, the organization is a dumpster fire. Actually, it's not even, it's, the flames aren't even going anymore. It's just smoldering. Mm-hmm. It's been burning so long, the flame has gone out. Let's mm-hmm. say garbage can juice. Like, it, it, yeah. oh my, garbage it, is, garbage. it is ridiculous how bad that organization Isn't is. Isn't there such thing if you have your eye on a guy that comes up available, why not take the chance instead of ride Lovey, Lovey so Smith So what were you doing to- last year? What did you do the year before? Was that not the guy you were eyeing? And Possibly if not, not, then why would you hire him? They're stupid. They are stupid. <laughs> I'm you. trying to shoot them bail. I can't. I no, can't. no, no. But I appreciate the fact that you had to just settle on. They're yeah. idiots. They're yeah. just dumb. You can't do that. Why would anybody who is worth their salt as a coach says, you know what? I want that job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not making themselves look good right now. Money. That's. The, I mean, some, somebody's going to take that job because somebody wants to at least say, hey, I have something to put on tape. I hope and, and that's it. But I hope it's not somebody like an Eric Bieniemy who's been waiting for the head coaching opportunity and they end up having to take him because they can't get better options. I hope it's not somebody like that who has been waiting and waiting and waiting to get their opportunity and deserves one. Right. Because you're going to go there and it's not going to work and it's going to look like you failed and it's not you, it's right. them. You know what the sad part about that is? And, and I, I don't want to derail the conversation, but. The sad part is a minority coach is going to have to take that job. Oh gosh! Like, I hope like not. unfortunately, like Eric Bieniemy can't wait around. No, I right? would. I wouldn't take no, that he's, job. He's on his last leg. How? He's been the hot candidate for years. You can't let that run dry. Wait, wait. You got to wait. wait was he the hot candidate in public perception or in the NFL GM perception? Because if he was, somebody would have hired him already. I don't. I don't yeah, think it, that's a good point. But, but again, to me, when it comes to minority coaches, I don't think it really matters. Like, like you see a lot of non-minority coaches get the Jeff Fisher treatment. You suck, but you keep getting a job. Well, right? let one of them get it. Sometimes they're gonna, ha- you might have to take that job just to get your foot in the door. I wouldn't. And unfortunately, I, you got to be you. Mike Tomlin. You have to win, have a winning record for 16 straight years to, to keep a job like that. But even then, you don't get your credit. Like, does Mike Tomlin get mentioned enough when we talk about the best coaches in the game? Everybody no. talks about. I think Mike Tomlin's just fortunate. He's fortunate. To be with the Steelers. The Steelers yeah, only had three. Organization. They've only had yeah. three coaches in the history of their of their franchise. Which is fine. So, yeah, a lot of it is on the organization, but the coach still has to go out there sure, but and put his guys in position to win. I, I get it. Lovey Smith has been fired a few times now for no reason. When, when Lovey got fired with the Bears, it was coming off of a 10-6 and six season. <laughs> yeah, which is also true. So, again, you just have organizations that do stupid things. I don't think Mike Tomlin being 8-8, eight and eight, I mean, I don't care. He hasn't had a losing season fine, but when's the last time they won a Super Bowl? It's been a little yeah. while, but so the then same, you get fired. But at the same time, though, do you does he not done enough for them to believe in? Like because Especially they're in a rebuild right now. What he has, no, to, I get it. But they you guys know, know that if rebuild. he was on any of those other franchises, he'd be gone. I don't I can't know. Disagree with that either. I, yeah. I don't know, but does has he not built up enough goodwill in in Pittsburgh to say, look, the even even in rebuild seasons. We still have a winning record. Right. You have Kenny Pickett and Mitch Tribb as your quarterback. Once again, the, Buc- he- but we've seen it. The Bucks fired Tony Dungy. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Lovey wait, wait, Smith just wait, wait, got wait. fired. You don't get a chance but when you're, how often when you're a black coach. you see Super Bowl winning coaches, the organization decides, because coaches don't decide we're going to rebuild, mm-hmm. right? The organization decides that. To me, I think that's a good organization being good. Like, hey, look, we know you're good because when the team was good, you got us to a championship right. multiple times. And 
we now are, we're going to go through a rebuild, Mike. Right? Hey, Mike, we got to go through a rebuild. Our guys are aging. It makes sense money wise. We know you're still good. Mm-hmm. So even though the the wins and losses will come down because the talent level on the team is coming down, we're not going to put that on you because we're deciding to rebuild. That's just sound decision making. Which maybe it's a little fluky that he happens to be in an organization that gets that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think he's also earned it too because when they give him a good product, he yeah. wins really big. I, I, think his, I think his seat is getting hot though. It, it's not. It's going to start to run dry that well. Really? Even though he is winning, it's Pittsburgh. You expect more in, at Pittsburgh. Even in a rebuild? Because I think they're still going through a rebuild. When's the last time he's he went to the playoffs and he was successful? Uh, he just He's been. just kind of plateaued and he's just hovering right now and i think i think they're going to want to make a splash higher when's the last time they had a championship product on the field i would argue that was probably the last time they made the playoffs and made some noise i feel like the steelers haven't made the playoffs in a couple years right 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 but big ben was trash those last two seasons Mm -hmm. but they rode him out they let him finish his contract it was the last year they had a b and uh what's his name was it that long ago the steelers hold on i mean i can i can pull it up let me ask you this while while you're looking that up uh cliff uh kingsbury he's out with the cards and the organization said went out and said that kyler murray is going to be part of the decision making product. Another crappy organization. Why would yep. you? Why would you do that? The the uh, the guy that you you have in the contract that he has to study a certain mm-hmm. amount of time a week. You want him in on the decision making product pro, uh, process. I I mean I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. But that's what that's what silly organizations do. I think I think a, a few um, seasons ago, uh, maybe the beginning of last season. We had a conversation about um, quarterbacks being able to have say or at least some kind of input on um, roster moves. I think we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but normally it's it's an Aaron Rodgers right. or Tom Brady. It's, not, it's, not right. It's, certain, it's certain players that you Who give the that much you know leeway to or say, hey, you know what? We know that if we get you what you need, you'll take us there. Kyler Murray is nowhere near that. Plus, people in his own locker room don't like him. And what coach would want to go coach him the way he interacts with coaches. The, the sad part is the only thing I have in my head of Kyler Murray and the things that I've heard about him is Breeze talking about him scurrying around the field. <laughs> like, I is. feel like he's the toddler right now that stole the remote and now you have to chase him around the Cardinals organization in, in, in the building because he's a child and he's immature and really just want to trip him. No, honestly, I mean, that is why bad organizations stay bad. They do bad things like You're that. You're putting yourself in a box. You're talking about a guy who has a losing record when, what is it, Call, Call of Duty, Duty has like some <laughs> sort of special going? Like, are you kidding me? What has Kyler Murray done to garner any sort of respect to say, you know what? That's who we should ask about hiring. Right. We should ask him what he thinks about the net head, the next head coach. Why do you think D-Hop is going out? I'm about to say, and they're about to get worse because they're going to trade D-Hop. He wants out. But again, that's why bad organizations stay bad because they do dumb stuff like that. Real quick, Pittsburgh, the last, they were in the playoffs. They made the playoffs in 2020 and 2021. Okay. So they've been in the playoffs two of the last three seasons. Before that, they missed the playoffs twice. I think those were the injured Ben Roethlisberger years. Before that, lost in division round, lost in the conference finals, lost the division, lost in the wild card. Okay. So consistently in the playoffs for the Steelers. For the most part. Yeah, I'd say so in the last, what, eight seasons they've mm-hmm. been in the playoffs uh five times okay something above like that head, above so they're they're around and again i think i would say probably three of those times they did not have a premier product 
Mm-hmm. That's after AB. Uh, three of those, at least, are after Antonio Brown because uh, the best receiver was Boo Boo Smith-Schuster. <laughs> or actually, no, no, no. So after AB, they've been in there two out of five seasons, and the best receiver was um, Deontay Johnson. So I think that's a little okay. – I think they're over – they're overproducing based on yeah. the talent. Well, again, to your point, that's what that's why Mike Tomlin should be getting credit. Oh, you still get to them, get me to the tournament, right? Yeah, fair enough. All right, um, but the real quick, the Kingsbury. Uh, what do we think overall on that like gamble they made, right? Because remember they they went out and hired Cliff, and he was a losing coach in college. I think, I think we talked about it on this show. Yeah, I want to say so. I, I I think we all didn't get it. Because it's not like he was Nick Saban in college. He wasn't winning championships. He was just a great offensive mind. Yeah. So, I, again, it's, it's again, I don't get it. It's one, it's again, it's one of those moments where there's only, what, 32 of those jobs. How many teams are in the in NFL? 32? 32. Yeah. There's only 32 of those jobs. Racism. Right? So people assume, <laughs> so people assume that, oh, man, this, this job is, there's not too many of them. So this must be the smartest people that know football. Right. So you're going to try to outsmart everybody else. You know what? We're not going to get one of these other guys. We're going to grab somebody who's a great offensive coordinator from college. Now, if it works, you're a genius. Right. But if it doesn't work, what the hell were you doing? <laughs> Why did you think that would work? You know what? Uh, some, I don't know who said it, but they said the problem in the NFL is everybody's trying to outsmart everybody else. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just do what makes sense. Do what you overanalyzing. Everybody's trying to be, well, we want to be the first to say we did this. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, rarely does that stuff work, yeah, bro. We're going to get a, a wide receiver coach from Nebraska and sneak him in here. Like, it's what? It's not working. What? I just want to win. Thanks. That's it. Just win. What do you do to win? Get a really good quarterback, get some talent, put them on the field, they produce. Like, there's, <laughs> there's no secret to it. It's not really it's a big not secret. not that hard. Idiots. <laughs> Speaking of winning, the Jags won, and they made it in. They did. The Bucks lost, and they made it in. The Dolphin, the Dolphins won and made it in on a last-second field goal against the Jets. Shout out to the Florida teams, man. Oh, that's where you're going. Yeah, shout out mm-hmm. to the Florida. Do you have the applause? No, soundboard guy. Come on, wait, man. We're we're applauding. <laughs> shout out to the Florida. Wait, teams. wait. Why why are we applauding <laughs> that? <laughs> There you go. There it is. I don't feel the need to applaud that. When's the last time all Florida teams made the playoffs? What are we, the SEC now? I'm just saying, we got to shout out. This is a Florida podcast. We yeah. got to shout out the Florida teams. Yeah, shout out the Florida teams. Keep it. So, <laughs> Chicago fan. Keep it. Chicago fan. Whatever. So, the Jags, they 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 pulled one out, man. Um, They got to face the Chargers in the first round. The mm. Dolphins, they get uh, the Bills with without Tua. Uh, the Bucks get the Cowboys at home. Who has the tougher matchup? Ooh, the Dolphins <laughs> going to mm. Buffalo without your starting quarterback, without your centerpiece of your offense. I, there's no question to me. I had it in my notes before the two of dudes broke. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to double no, the question, ahead. man. But <laughs> yeah, man, like going into Buffalo. It's hard enough on its own. Josh Allen is a problem. So not only are you going to them, you because the other teams are playing at home. Both got a home game and the Jags got a home yeah. game, right? Yeah. So you're the only one on the road and you're playing against, of these teams, I think the Bills the 
best team of the slate we're talking about, and then you're doing it without your starting quarterback, that is immensely difficult. I think they're also doing it about their backup because I don't think no, Teddy's going to be able to go. third stringer. Yeah, I, I was going to find a reason why the Bucks might have some issues with the Cowboys. We might. And, and, then for, and then I actually just forgot that the Bills actually have something bigger they're playing for at this moment. Like, I feel like they're, they're motivated to play for DeMar Hamlin. Are they still milking that? I think that they are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, listen. You sound, as, like, you sorry. sound like a bad no, sorry. Hon- honest, no, hold on. Honestly, as a as an NFL family and everybody wearing the shirts and all that stuff, no, fine. But I'm talking about in that locker room, in that huddle, in that organization, I feel like that's a rallying cry. I think all you need is something to to rally the troops. I think if he was still Honestly, in the hospital, he's they've uh, he's, discharged him now, he's so out. he's out, and he will be mm. with the team. So I don't think it, it's. I, I, th- I think it's still he's fine. I, he's home. You know what it's like? Wow, I think it's still something there. It's like when Nick Fury had uh, Coulson's trading cards. Oh my god! And he <laughs> threw him on the table in front of Captain America. Those cards are in his locker. <laughs> Or or um, Denzel on Remember the Titans. I had twelve brothers. And oh my! God. You had twelve brothers. And sisters? Seven. <laughs> that sounds about right. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, I, I I believe that there's still a little meat on that bone for that team. I mean, I can see it, but if, I, if I'm looking at the matchups, man, like I would not want to be playing the Bills. I'm gonna just no. until I have to. I dig it. Okay. Um, do you see any other matchups out there outside of the Florida teams that you're interested in? I'm interested in I mean there aren't too many other matchups, right? There's only so many. That that Giants Vikings matchup. I like the upset. Who's the upset? Giants. The, the Giants. I like the Giants. Is that to really win an that. upset though? Yes. <laughs> Is it really though? Yes. Just because you don't believe in the Vikings I mean, doesn't mean me they're not you a don't thirteen and four team. And th- and that's my thing. Like I kinda I'm expecting the Vikings to be the Vikings. Like they have the talent. I think Judd is arguably the best receiver in the league right now. He is. Uh, which saying a lot for me because I usually don't give that too quickly to young guys, but I think he's arguably the best receiver in the league. You got Dalvin Cook, who's a top five back. May not be in production, but in talent, any given Sunday, he can be the best running back in football. Right. Got one of the best tight ends in football. When you went out and traded for one of the best tight ends in football, not only, you know, not to mention Adam Thielen and, you know, the yeah. other host of folks. They got some Osborne. names on defense. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to do it. I'm almost expecting the Vikings to do what the Vikings have done. I feel like they're stumbling into the playoffs. Hmm. They recently got smoked by somebody. So I'm almost expecting the Vikings to do Viking-like things and just – Stumble over themselves. And the Giants defense are, is really good. And Danny Dimes, as oh much my, as, as his name is Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel Dimes. No, no Dimes. <laughs> no Dimes. <laughs> Just Daniel. He's he's been playing really good football. Can, can we give him that much? He's really been, good football. He's been protecting the ball. He's been running when he needs to. He's not stinking it up entirely. He's been mid. That's good enough. He hasn't been bad. Right. So he's been mid. Mid doesn't mean, doesn't mean bad. And we in, that in the playoff, Damn. we all know you need a good running game. And Saquon, yeah. he hasn't missed yep. a beat this year. So yep. with that running game, Danny Dimes not turning it over. You got Kayvon Tibbs coming off the edge. That, that defense is really good. And this team is hungry for something. So the Vikings, they're up one week and they're down the other. We don't know what team we could get. So... In, in the playoffs, anything could happen. So I'm calling that upset. That's the only game that I'm, I'm looking at this schedule that I think could possibly be a quote-unquote upset. 
Um, what? No. Who else? The Cowboys could beat the Bucks. Yeah. Are we saving that? Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, I figured y'all would say. Are we saving that? All right, sorry. So before we come to that, I mean, there's a big glaring issue with one of these teams. Oh, Lamar's not playing. There it is. Wait a minute, y'all. Wait a minute, y'all thought the if Ravens Lamar, had a chance to beat the Bengals if Lamar was playing. I don't. I'm, I'm I, don't take, I think even with Lamar, they don't beat the Bengals. Oh, I disagree. I don't. Ro- Roquan in that defense. I don't think they beat the Bengals. I think the Bengals are like the Vikings sometimes, like especially this season. Like sometimes they're up, sometimes they're not. Okay, and when they're up, they're a Super Bowl team. Yeah, so when the Vikings are up, they're. Arguably, they haven't made. They, have, but they haven't Bowl made a Super talent. Bowl. They have Super Bowl talent, and the Ravens have Lamar, and the Bengals <laughs> came block for Joe. So right, so, it's a wash. Sure. But, so more so, I, I guess don't think it's, it's a wash. So I guess I brought it up more so about Lamar, and apparently he's still not practicing. It sounds like Lamar isn't going to play. So I was, I was going to save that. Oh, my, bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I was going to bring up the fact that Raquan got paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just got in the door, and here it is, Lamar. Putting his 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 body on the line year in year out for this team, and a guy that walked just walked into that locker room gets a max deal, sixty mil uh, guaranteed over a hundred million over time. Do you think this injury is something, or is it Lamar playing the game? I think it's Lamar playing the game. Um, the he rolled the dice on himself as he should. And I think that we've all been knocking on everything wood for that man not to get hurt all season so he can go get his money. Right. Even if they franchise him, he's going to get paid, get an extension, trade me, do whatever. And I was hoping that this didn't happen. Like, if he gets injured, just let it be an ankle sprain. But, like, nothing to any kind of serious ligaments. Even as, even if it is the PCL, whatever CL you have, I didn't <laughs> want any of that to get hurt on Lamar. And now, because it, it just gives the Ravens a reason to say, well, you know. Your you, style of play. Your style of play and the way that you do what you do, it's dependent on your legs. So maybe we don't give you what you want because of this. And now if he doesn't come back and play, even though he shouldn't, I feel like they would even bring that in and say, well, you weren't even healthy enough to come back and make a playoff run. I think I think that's perfectly fine. And you know what's funny? Since we came on this show and said it, Lamar should not play another down. He has not played another down. I don't know if y'all remember that. Yeah. When it first happened, we were like, hey, don't play no more. I think he could have came back. Oh, 100% he could have played. Well, he's on that Kawhi plan right now. And good for him. He's got good advisors at this point. 100%. I don't know if his mom, because he apparently ain't got no agent. So if his mom, oh, shout out to mom. Um, good for him. I think it's also good that they have reasons to try to knock him or shoot him down in terms of his value. Because mm-hmm. then now more teams will be oh, able to trade for oh, him. Somebody gonna it want drives it. up his value even more or does it drive it down so now more teams are willing to put their name in the hat right because you think about it and i was having a conversation about this the russ deal russ got traded for four first round picks Mm -hmm. and he was an aging star right Mm -hmm. he was clearly on the decline those last few those last couple of seasons in seattle he got four first now if you can build to lamar to the ravens well look man he's a runner he's gotten hurt that's his best asset this pcl thing it could be worse Hey, you know what? Maybe nobody's offering them four first. Mm-hmm. Maybe now it only takes three first and maybe a third to get them. Now you got more teams who will be willing to do that. Hopefully some suitors who maybe are on the cusp, right? Maybe right. they got the talent. Maybe they have the defense. They just need that guy, right? You said the Jets are a quarterback away. 
Yeah. Right? Does he go now to the Jets? A lot of people feel like the Giants are a quarterback away. Are the Titans a quarterback away, maybe? The Bucks. The I think the Bucks next season, by all accounts, it looks like Thomas is gonna walk. The Bucks, mm-hmm. are they now willing to deal three first? No, I no. would. Uncle already traded everybody yeah. else. So he might everybody. As well. Give me Lamar. So at that point, if his value is coming down, that means mm-hmm. more teams will be able to put their name in the hat. And it doesn't just have to be scrub teams who've got nothing to lose. It can be some teams who are on the cusp, and maybe I don't want to deal four first and a couple of guys, but three first and a fourth? Yeah, I might do that. But is that beneficial for Lamar, though? Yes, because he will end up in better situations. It's almost like but not getting— But if he plays and not get paid the money that he deserves— I think he gets paid regardless. You think somebody, he gets the DAC treatment? Somebody's going to pay him. Okay. It, 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 it seemingly won't be the Ravens. I hope it isn't. I hope, the, I hope this whole thing blows up in their face. You did the right thing by taking him when nobody else would, even though he had shown everything on the college football field. He dragged that bummy Louisville team into head-to-head battles with dominant programs at the time like Clemson. Mm-hmm. He drugged that team to a couple of top five rankings. Beat us by 60. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> and then y'all, and then everybody in the league, 31 teams said, eh, he ain't worth the first-round draft pick, and the Ravens did the right thing, and they took him. And then now you've done the right things, for the most part, tailoring your offense to him. I mean, you know, and then now you're shooting yourself in the man. foot. I hope it blows up in their face. But are we shocked though? Because look at no. look at the Ravens over the years. They they've won the Super. They've went to the Super Bowl with uh, Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco. So go wacko for Flacco. Stop it. But what's what's been cons- <laughs> what's been consistent? Crappy Ray Lewis in that middle and that defense. defense. So yeah. where are we going to funnel our money? Are we going to put it into a quarterback, which we've never won with a quarterback? So yeah. if that's the case, I'm hoping that the Ravens at least do the right thing in a way to where. Like it's like if you franchise him, right? The franchise him and trade him so that he goes somewhere where they know that you know he's gonna get a good extension. Right. Take care of do him. Do right by him. Yeah. You mm-hmm. think they will? To me, to me, it's like in the NBA, like when, I would. you know, do a sign and trade. Give somebody the max, sign him and trade him. Do you think the Ravens will do it though? I think Jim Harbaugh or um it, they have that relationship. Does he have it with the ownership though? Because Jim gonna, don't get he, to make that decision. Well the thing is well, it's he's not his put money. A word in, it's not the Ravens' money. No, that's true. So that's true. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see, man. But I hope he goes to a competitor. I, you guys know yeah. I'm a huge Lamarvelous fan. I would, I would give a whole lot to see him in Tampa. Would you give up, Mike? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. There's no single player on this team I would not give up for Lamar Jackson. That'd be very scary because whatever we lose, he makes up for it. Even if it's like Tristan Worse, like it, he makes up for not having a All Pro tackle right by himself Vita Vea he makes up for not having an all pro D tackle because Man. we can give up 25 points a game because Lamar's gonna put up 30 with our receivers if the, if the bus could get him without getting rid of Mike Evans that is terrifying that's a win that's but a it, I mean if it comes down to four first like the the Seattle ever yeah, deal to your to your point I, there's gonna be some team out there that pulls a that, that might look at pulling a Rams and say, forget the picks. Give me Lamar because we got this, this, and this but, set up. But is it, is it even pulling the Rams? Because think about it, right? And this is the argument I was I was having with somebody else. When when they say they say uh, when you draft the bad quarterback, it sets your franchise back how many years? You ever heard that saying? Mm, five years. years. Okay. Okay. They say drafting the wrong quarterback sets your organization back five years. Okay. A Lamar Jackson for four first round draft picks. Do you think you're going to get four good years out of Lamar? Yes. So at that point, you hope so. So at that point, 
Is he not worth spending those four first on versus drafting some unknown kid out of college? Well, yeah, because it's an old commodity. So at that point, it's not even a gamble to me. It's not even pulling a Rams. The Rams, they they did that trade multiple times. Like, they did it for him, and then they did it for... The DN and then they on. and then they went yeah. out and they overpaid. They well, mm-hmm. not overpaid, but they had to pay a, a few guys big money to keep them. To me, if you're only trading for him, like the Bucks, mm-hmm. Tom's money works. You take Tom's money, give it to Lamar, maybe restructure a couple other deals because you can do that in NFL. To me, that's not even pulling a Rams. Well, I say that because I don't feel like what the Rams did was sustainable. It it, it served its purpose because you won. Yeah, but like if if the Niners traded four first and and who's the young boy they got at Purdy? Purdy, not Purdy. The 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 Trey, Jimmy, Jimmy Trey. Not nah, Purdy and took that job. <laughs> so if you traded Trey and four first, mm-hmm. is that pulling the Rams? Because that's sustainable. They will actually still be and, fine and that's for the next five trade. years. Like I would love to see him go to if he doesn't come to Tampa, go there or go to Miami. Like, go somewhere where they really just need one quarterback and they're legitimately Super Bowl contenders. I don't want to see them in, in the Giants. I don't want to see them Or there. the Colts. I don't want to see them in the I Jets. I just don't think those are winning organizations. I mean, you can make the argument for the Giants. But I want him to go somewhere like that. So I hope that's what the Ravens do for him. Send him somewhere where he can actually succeed. Don't send him to Detroit. Like, don't send him... I like the 49ers thing because at least you that's, get you get trade, which, really which, scary. which you still get a quarterback that you would have drafted plus the, the picks. So that would I like be that. freaky scary. Him in that system. Debo, that, Christian. De- oh, my. Stop but, it. Kittle. But then backed by that defense. <sighs> Stop. All right. All right. Man. Let's talk about the, the Bucks and the Cowboys. Tampa! Bay! Tampa! Bay! Tampa! Bay! You can hate all you want. We in the playoffs. <laughs> is this camera on me? Playoffs. Hey, listen, I'm here. I'm I'm listening. I'm Big Brady. Super Bowl Brady. Hey, it's time. Time to make that run. Okay. What do we what do we need to do to beat the Cowboys? Play Tampa football. Defense needs to be the defense, right? We've we I now expect this defense to play to a certain caliber, especially in the playoffs. The last two years, that defense was really good in the in the regular season, and then in the postseason, they flipped the switch. I need that. Like we're gonna need that because I, I know we joke about the Cowboys and doing you know pulling the Cowboys, but they have talent. Yeah, plenty of it. I think Ceedee Lamb's a dog. Two really really good running backs. I think Dak is underrated. I've always thought Dak was a little underrated. Um, you got to deal with Michael Parsons. That Dallas team is not some team you just roll over. It's not, right. you know, they're not the Giants. You know what I mean? So we need to come out focused and play Tampa Bay football. Lead with the defense. Offensively, just show some sort of consistency. Right? We've moved the ball all year. Continue to do that and then find ways once you get inside the 30s to get six and it's not always selling for three. We we have to stop the run. That. Make Dak make throws. I'm cool with Dak throwing the ball. We have to stop that running game, that two-headed monster. Um, we could do anything we want in the passing game. Trayvon Diggs, he's a he's a myth. He's not that he's not that guy. Mike Mike will handle that. Um, easy. Easy. Um, but the, the last time we made a really good run, we had playoff Lenny. We need playoff Lenny to show up. 
Do you? Are you, we, are need, you? We, need, we need that balance. Have you not hitched your wagon to Rashad all the way? I like I like the one two, but Lenny pounds on the team and wear him down with that with that power. Rashad, he comes in, he's the scat back. He's gonna make the third third and five catch. But Lenny, I need Lenny to wear that defense down. And Mike go over the top. Chris work him on the inside. I think if you look at the schedule, this playoff schedule in the NFC, none of these quarterbacks have won a playoff game. So oh, you have wow. to you have to uh, take advantage of the inexperience that we're gonna we're gonna face, and I think this is the best quarterback we're gonna play in the playoffs. Because let's say we beat Dallas, we might get Kirk Cousins or Danny Dimes. That's a dub. That game will be easier than this game. You got you got Jalen Hurts. He hasn't won a playoff game. That offense is good, but mm. we talk about how different it is in the playoff when you got to face Brady. Um, do we care about Purdy, Brock Purdy? I care about that system. But if we – and when we lost to them in the regular season, Vita Vea went out in the first quarter, and I said, how are we going to stop the run without Vita Vea? Right. And they ran all over. So Vita being healthy and, – and Tom said this, and I think it's a big deal. This might be the healthiest we've been all year. And that's, that's going to be clutch. Huge, huge. Ryan Jensen being back is huge. You think he actually plays? Ah, uh, Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's big for the uh, communication on the line. Yeah. Because you have that anchor now, and a lot of guys will feel more comfortable up front, a lot more confidence. Yeah. And Tom doesn't have to take the slack of communicating with the guys. That's Ryan's the quarterback on that on that line. So that's exciting, man. And I'm looking at the, you got Geno Smith out there. We could possibly play him. So take advantage of these quarterbacks that we're going to play. Stop the run because it's a lot of good Russian team outside of the Vikings, of course. Even though they got Dalvin, but they got Dalvin, they're balanced. off any week. Yeah, so we can make a run. Playoff Brady is a thing. We can make a run. Pump, you're looking crazy. No, I'm not. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you guys. I, I feel like <laughs> I remember when we went to uh to Beefs not too long ago, and we're sitting here <laughs> watching this game, and I think that we've all admitted that Tom Brady hasn't played like Hall of Fame goat Tom Brady all season. Right. Right. And it seems like, well, right now is actually Tom Brady time. It's, it's winning time right now for him, yeah. right? This is when he should flip that switch and go. Um, just looking at some stats and, you know, you're talking about getting the running game going. Dallas has a top 10 run defense. Not a great pass defense. They're actually towards the bottom of the barrel in the NFL when it comes to passing. So if they can't establish the run and then that allows Tom to go and do what he does, he can pick apart that defense. If you give him some time, because Michael Parsons is going to be a headache, right? And I don't know what you guys' line is looking like right now, but unless you're going to focus something on 11, y'all better watch out where that boy is coming from. There'll be a lot of short passes. I need to see Lenny cracking cracking one. Remember that time in week two? I've been interested to see that. Yeah. I need to see see Lenny crack Mm -hmm. that boy a couple of times just to make him think twice about trying to use that speed around the edge. Well, they had a back and forth on Twitter, so I'm interested to see that kind of communication between them, how that's going to go. So he's firing up playoff Lenny? That's not a good idea. I like it. I, I think at the beginning of this when I was saying that I don't see many upsets, I don't look at this as an upset. I, I think that people look at that Tampa Bay team and all they see is the record, mm-hmm. right? On paper, Tampa Bay is still one of the best teams in the NFL. You got one of the best quarterbacks. You got one of the best wide receivers. You have one of the best defenses. What, what am I missing? They just haven't played up to their standard, up to their level 
or up to the level of a team that's been to what back to back NFC championship games? Back to back Super Bowls. Back to back Super Bowls. Oh no, no, my bad, my bad. NFC, NFC, NFC championship, yeah. my bad. My right. Bad. So it's still that same team. They just haven't played up to that level. And they found a way to get back to the playoffs. That's it's what time. good teams do. So I'm excited. It's Monday night. A At- Monday night party. <laughs> no. Hey man. Not yet. Pump your bears. Yeah. They're, they got the number one pick. Who are you going with? Ooh. Um well, nobody. Trading out? Trade it. What? The Bears. I always hate doing that. Mm, the Bears are in a position. Now, this is this is just me. If I'm if I'm putting my GM hat on from Georgia, cool. He's a he's an easy plug and play. The, the reason why the reason why I say that is because that team is not like a lot of teams right now. So you're gonna blow it. The no. Bears are gonna blow it. <laughs> no, look, look, look. <laughs> sorry. Hold on, go no, ahead, no, hold on. What's the team that you that you believed in coming to the season? The Jets, right? And why was that? Because they found. Somebody at the DN position. They found a running back. They found a cornerback. They f- they had a whole bunch of picks. Well, they've also built up that old line over a few years. No, but hold on. But yep. they but they brought in three rookies that you're like, oh man, they they might have something there, right? But they had multiple picks. That's true, right? The Bears are the Bears are similar to the Jets. They need D line talent. They need linebacker talent. They need DB talent. They need they need talent that offensive line. They need why they have so many holes. It's not going to be filled by just getting your D tackle. Yes, he's a transcendent probably type player, but is he going to also catch the ball? Is he going to block for Justin Fields? My thing is right. if Randy Moss is there, you take him. No, the reason why I say that is right now, you look at what the – you have at least three quarterbacks right now that could go top five. Who are the three? Not Will Bryce, Levis. two. Hold on. Bryce, okay, yeah. CJ, and yeah. – you guys don't think that some team would be stupid enough to pick Will Levis not in that four high. or five? Not that high. If, if you guys, might. No, if no, you guys no, no, honestly right. think, you're no, right. there's going right. to be some team stupid you're enough. Right. Now, right now, behind us, we got what? The Titans at number two? I mean, the Texans at number two? Probably. Do they, right. do they need a quarterback? Wouldn't they like Bryce Young? Uh, Yeah. Okay, cool. They really want Bryce. So at that point, let me trade down with the Texans and get the number two pick. And who's right behind us then? The Colts? Uh, right? I'm actually pulling it up. I think the Colts have the third pick in the draft. First 18 spots are locked in, and we've got, yep, Bears, Texans, Cards. Cardinals, and then Colts four, right? Colts. So hold on. So now let me make a call to let me make a call to the Colts and say, hey, guys, you still feeling the type of way about that whole Andrew Luck thing? Would you like C.J. Stroud? Come up here to number two. What are you dealing for, though? Just one other first-round pick? What do you want to give me to get a Bryce Young? You're giving They're not going to give you another first. How many? Round pick how many first round picks do y'all have? Just the one. Just the one. And then we <laughs> got like, a lot to on. deal. Dude. Like idiots, we traded the number thirty three pick to the Steelers for Chase Claypool. I don't know why. Wow. Yeah, that's stupid. So again, we have one pick in the top ten. I mean, in the in the first round. So I know that there's at least four teams behind us in the top five that probably really need a quarterback. There's multiple teams in the top ten period that need a quarterback. I think maybe I know the Eagles. I think they're number nine or something. The Eagles are ten, so they don't need a quarterback. No, but you can't do that much with one pick. The Jets had three That's, first round picks. Wait, hold on, you don't you don't think that if I have the number one pick in the draft that I can you get could, you multiple trade, picks for that? Not multiple top round. You're not getting a second round pick for the first pick. You yeah, might I mean, get a, you might get a third and a fourth. Have you guys not seen teams that trade down the draft and what they? How do you think the Jets got a, a, a lot of their picks and how they traded down to they get traded them? back? 
Right. For, and the, three, and the, for two extra first round picks? Would you not want not that? two extra, maybe. So, so again, but what, but my, my point is, why did they do it? They had multiple holes to fill, and they filled it with Jermaine Johnson. They filled it with um with Brees. They, they they got this because they traded back their picks. Now, you probably can trade your top spot for a first this year and maybe a second. Sure, or I, maybe a first this year. I think and the Bears. First next I think year, the Bears like first maybe. in the thirty. I think like the Texans have two first round draft picks, so they might be willing to trade you one of their first this year for Bryce, for Bryce, mm-hmm. and maybe like their second round pick because sure. they got another first round pick. Sure, and at that point, again, if I move down to two, I'm calling. I'm calling the the Colts. I get what you're saying. Teams get desperate, especially when you got a Bryce Young on the board, and you, and, and you need a generational quarterback. That's there. If you, if you, again, I can, if you see guys, the, I can see the Jets getting desperate. They got the 13 pick, and they're, which come, means them quarterbacks are gone, and they're on the come cusp, get them. and they they're a quarterback away. Come get him. So now well, you give me picks. Maybe you give me a, any. There's probably a bunch of wide receivers that you'll give me that's better than what we have right now. So the Bears hold a lot. I, uh, I don't need that pick. Nah, Jets no, ain't got a bunch of wide receivers. They only got the, they got the two. We have Dante Pettis. <laughs> yeah, Chase Claypool. Said. Exactly. Whatever. <laughs> so again, I think that I think that by trading back, you'll still be Echo there at three or four, <laughs> and you still might get Carter. You still might get Anderson. They might still be there at three or four if we trade back. They'll still be there. No, I, I can see where a, you're going with it. I'm, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, especially if you're trading up. Yeah, hey, you guys in there dumping on it. Oh, you going to I mean, it. come on. I didn't dump on it. Jalen Carter's up there. Yeah, yeah again, I'm, I'm it's, cool not taking it's one, but it's one position to fill. If I know I can get him no. plus get three more second round picks, I'll take that. I'm, a, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, no, I'm actually, that's actually pretty smart. All right, fellas. Take him. It's not very fun. <laughs> trading, trading out of. Out of the number one spot just ain't very fun. Why not? Because it's fun to draft a guy like, oh man, you drafted so and so first overall. Yeah, and yeah. then and then he's really good. He makes his three tackles, but they still give up forty <laughs> points a game. <laughs> Yay! Say it, man. It's just not as fun trading now. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's whatever. Definitely the right thing. Let's go. I completely understand the, the questions that, that are gonna come. I just wanna ask you one question. I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day. I just wanna ask you. Is that a real question? What, what you want me to say to that? I just want to ask you one question. Why you got to be so negative? I didn't think about that. I don't know. Good ass question. I just want to ask you. Well, that's a great question. One question. All right. So we didn't talk any NBA, so I'll just ask one NBA question to close us out. He's Which, not my goat. All right, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Which one would you would you... Do would you most likely do? Pause. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you um some scenarios. If you're the Lakers, you trade AD and get get either draft picks or get talent. If you're the Bulls, you blow up the roster and get rid of at least Zach Levine, uh DeRozan, Lonzo, and uh Caruso. And what's the center's name? Uh, Vucic. Vucic. Vuc. If you're the Bucks, you trade for Kyle Kuzma to add some more depth. If you're the Lakers or the Mavs, you go try to get Zach Levine. For the Mavs, that would help out Luka a bit. You know, Lakers, that would give us another shooter, another athletic player on the team, good defender. And if you're the Warriors, you just – Deal away Wiseman. 
So far, he's averaged 6.8 points a game, uh, 12 minutes in 19 games. Um, he hasn't been the guy we thought he would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are my scenarios. Which one would you most likely do? I mean... You could choose multiple. Um, I'm the, I'm the Lakers, and I go and get another star. Russ has been cool. I think he's on pace to win six men of the year, which is fine. Yeah, Russ is on pace to win six men of the year. Huh. Um, but that's not going to win a championship. And it's funny. I'm glad you brought this up. Because for as bad as the Lakers season started, 2-10, and ten, since then, very much so a winning record. We are, I think, a game and a half out of the sixth seed in the West. You're playing some good ball. Right? Like, I haven't been asked, what's up with those Lakers in quite a while. I just haven't because they've actually been winning ball games. That's without LeBron at moments. That's without Anthony Davis at moments. The team is actually coming together, but I think we need one other thing to really push us over the top to really make it a championship roster. And the biggest thing is you have a short window. LeBron doesn't look like he's ever going to slow down, but he's he's at some point he's going to slow down, right? Yeah. You have to think. So you got to maximize the time you've got. He has been pushing for deals to get done. He, he's not saying it outright, but he's saying it outright. He's hinting. Go make a deal because unlike Dallas, I don't think one deal makes Dallas a championship caliber team. Um, so the Lakers could make one deal and now be talking about championship despite some of the health issues, right? The Lakers have been winning without Anthony Davis. So if he comes back, then cool. But if you give LeBron a real running mate, even with AD being hurt, like now you can really do some, assuming AD comes back and, and can play through this burns, this bone spur or whatever it is in his foot. Um, so that would be my first thing, and I'm biased because I'm a Lakers fan. No, no, who no. With the Lakers scenario, you're trading AD. Well, there, two was, there. there was two scenarios. Was two Lakers, Lakers scenarios. Trade AD. Trading AD. I'm you not get more talent. AD. And then the second one was you go get Zach Levine, along with the Mavericks trying to go get but Zach we're Levine. Get, as well. But we're getting, we're getting something, right? Like, who are we getting back for I'm Zach Levine? Something. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're, you're not getting my you get, 1A, you, 1B. You get Russ. We could throw. Um, wait, wait. You're talking about like. If the, we're the trading Bulls. with the Bulls, who mm-hmm. are we giving up? Yeah, you get Russ. You get some picks. Um, you could get German Rondo. Uh, so mm, for the I don't want that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if we in the scenario. Do I have to make it make sense for the other team? Because uh, if I have to, I can real quick. Yeah, make it make sense. Yeah. So if the if the Bulls are going to trade Zach Levine, you're de- you're essentially deciding to start over. Mm-hmm. So you're looking to. Free up money because mm-hmm. you want to be able to go sign people and you want draft capital. Mm-hmm. Lakers have two unprotected first-round draft picks they can give. They got $44 million in a Russell Westbrook expiring contract, so you literally have to deal with him for three months. Then he goes away forever, and that's $44 million of just draft capital. I mean, not draft capital, of, of cap room space. We'll throw in – you can throw in another guy who – German Rondo, for instance, who is not making vet minimum – so they'll they'll be fun enough. So the, the stadium won't be completely empty because they actually will play some decent ball. But you start your rebuild on a good foot by opening up cap room, but also taking back two unprotected first round draft picks. That sounds enticing. Hmm. Um, it, it it does. I think I think a few weeks ago, I I I, I had the impression from pretty good Chicago sports writers that they were looking to going. Go ahead, blow the whole thing up. 
the Bulls have also been playing some decent ball since then and are now actually in a playing spot. Before that, they were like, I think maybe two or three slots out of a playing spot. Now they're in there. And I think DeMar is currently out with a quad injury. So now Zach is getting exactly what he wants, which is just to be the man. So if they're going to do anything, I can imagine them trading DeMar and keeping Zach because they have to have something. Unless they're really planning on They haven't shown signs of them wanting to do anything. You get what I'm saying? Now there's been yeah. grumblings that, okay, Zach seems like he wants out. So if Zach wants out, are we going to keep DeMar? Well, DeMar is he's at the tail end, even though he's playing really good ball back-to-back years. I don't think anybody expected that. I did. Not to yeah. that not to that <laughs> level okay, that he was playing. Not to borderline MVP level. Right. No. He's, he's almost repeating what he did last year. I don't think anybody expected him to do that again is but what you, I'm saying. You also can't I get did. lost in the, you can't get lost in the I, I, moment either because just because they're winning now, you could be oh, back at this Oh, no. Stage next year talking. We should have blew it up. They don't have it. They don't have any prospect of winning an NBA championship right so now. So you're talking you, about they're so, thinking about not doing it because they have a chance to make the play in. No, no, no. I'm thinking that they, <laughs> just they blow they, it up. No, they might be thinking of not doing it just because. All right, we have Zach. We signed him. We think that maybe if you guys will take a, if you guys will take Vooch and I think he's an expiring contract too. I believe. Um, yes, he is. And Demar and give us back picks and give us Russ. They might. Think to do that and try to keep Levine and now build around Zach. I do it. I'll take that. Booch off as off the bench as a big. Uh, he's a he's a floor he's spacer. A floor spacer we only yeah. need like 10, 12 minutes out of him yeah. when eighty is healthy. And he's a great fill-in for AD while AD is out. And Demar's a great second score mm-hmm. while AD is out. I like that. I'll take that. Yeah, I think man, and that would, and to throw, me, give us Caruso back. Nah, no, they're not no, we're not giving away Caruso. Because <laughs> to me, that would be really scary to see Demar and LeBron together. Because of the way Demar plays, the fact that LeBron wants to facilitate, and Lamar and Demar will take the scoring pressure off of LeBron. Yeah, that's terrifying. He plays well off the ball. He Demar doesn't need the ball to get buckets. So is that your choice? So what of the options are you choosing to blow it up for the Bulls? Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, I still don't believe that Zach Levine is the guy to build around. I he's under one, he's a two. Yeah, I understood why they pay, why they paid him just to keep that thing competitive in Chicago. Yeah, you, you had, had to pay him. him. So yeah, that'll be my choice. Okay. I'm surprised, Breeze, you didn't touch the Wiseman thing. That was your guy. Yeah, no, the reason I don't touch the Wiseman thing is because I think it's still a little early. I mean, we gotta remember he missed what his first season entirely. And they're in a position right now where they can win despite him not being what they thought he would be. Okay. So Kavon Looney apparently still has some in the tank. Who knew? And that team isn't built around the bigs anyway. So they can be patient because Clay is starting to look like old Clay, and Steph is still Steph. Poole is playing like he did the regular season last year, not like how he did in the postseason. So they're in a position to be patient. So I don't feel like as a if I'm a Golden State fan or if I'm in that front office, like, well, we got to do something. No, let's just ride this out, sit tight. We've got a championship-caliber team right now. Let's see what happens. And then if it gets to the point where something really comes up, because what you don't want to do right now, especially if you're the Warriors, where you don't need to make a deal, don't make a bad deal right. just for the sake of making right. a deal. Now, if somebody really comes to you and they're willing to give you something that's legitimately going to make your team better, then cool. But I wouldn't just be shopping him for the sake of shopping him because now you might look desperate. And if you just – now once you've decided to do it, now you got to do it and you end up doing something that you really didn't want to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
great episode, guys. Loved it. It's always good. <laughs> episode 101 in the books. Uh, this has been the Somebody Said Podcast. The man to my right is Pump. Yes, sir. Man to my further right is Breeze. Yeah. And I'm up. Peace.